0: recording. I'm recording. The red lines are going. Going. The red lines are going. Okay, beautiful. Um, Do you know the theme song to my podcast?
1: Yes, I do. I have do, a suggestion.
0: To... Oh, okay. I'm ready.
1: I, would, I really want to sing a harmony.
0: Yeah, you... well, you know how hard it is to sing songs on um, phone calls, but we can try.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. There's going to be some latency.
0: But... We can sort of count down three, two, one, and then just go for it and hope for the best.
1: <laughs> and sync it later.
0: Yeah, well, who knows what if we'll meter, the meter will get fucked up. But um, I, I don't know. Do you have a better suggestion?
1: Um. No, I think there might be some latency and we'll just sound like we're bad at rhythm.
0: I don't even know what that word means. I have I'm assuming it has something to do with the word late but, um,
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much
0: <clears throat> Okay okay are you so you're
1: just gonna are you singing you're gonna the high do part? What you
0: planned? Uh, I can okay I, I generally sing the low part but I'm happy to do either.
1: Okay my request is to sing for you to sing the high part and then add mm-hmm. a retard toward the end <laughs> and mm-hmm. a fermata on the last note.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna retard towards the end, and then I'm just gonna hold that last note out uh, for a while.
1: Yeah, so it sounds majestic. Oh, boy, this is this is gonna be hard. to <laughs> let me
0: let me make a key.
1: <clears throat> I'm swooping in and uh, commandeering uh, the musical uh, direction uh, on your
0: song. Anyone way on that, uh, uh, okay, stop. I can do it. Okay, I, I'm not very okay. My middle register is bad. Oh, Here what? we go. I'm gonna. What? Okay. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. What? Let's go. How, okay, yeah. wait, let's oh, wait. start again. Yeah. Nope, let's start again.
1: Start again.
0: Three, two, let's see, three, two. Wow, how do you even count in on this song? Mm. The, it comes I in guess in the going is four, like the one. Right. Yeah, one, two, three, what's Okay, yeah, it's okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll do one, two, three, and then we'll start.
1: Okay. One,
0: two, three,
1: What's going going on with dance and and
0: stuff? What's happening? (laughs) I'm 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 literally going to have to, like, take out my headphones.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's fine. I can just sing with you and you don't have to hear me.
0: Okay, it does sound to me like you're an entire second behind, but, like, maybe I'll be able to sync it up. I'm going to be able to edit this together, you know? Yeah. Okay, I'm taking out my headphones. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, just a second. What's okay. good? Okay. Okay, you ready? Yeah, ready. Three. Wait, I'm starting at one. One, two, three. What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening
1: with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with
0: dance and stuff? Yeah! Oh. All right. Did you hear well, any we'll of that? You. No, I absolutely took you out of my ears. Great. I didn't hold
1: the last note quite as long as you, so I failed a little
0: bit. <laughs> well, I'll um, I'll cut mine, so yours is just as long.
1: Okay. Just no F on you.
0: Absolutely one. no vibrato. My vocal cords were not in a good place.
1: <laughs> That's cool.
0: Um. So, anyways, at this point, you will have all heard me in conversation with a friend of mine about audio <laughs> audio <laughs> And that, that friend happens to be mark byers hello mark byers hello readle miss um so we have a new format on the podcast where i have guests and as you know there's going to be a surprise topic and um i'm going to i'm going to do the thing where i'm going to try to recount your life to you
1: yes i'm excited about that
0: yeah, and then you're going to tell me where I went wrong. Okay. And then, but I'm going to do it really fast. It's only going to take me a minute or two. And then we're going to talk about where, where we meet up in each other's lives. Yes. Okay. Okay. Here, okay, here I go. Are you ready? Ready. Take notes. Here we go. <laughs> Let me make sure I'm still recording. I am. So, Mark Byers, you were born in Ohio. This is, don't say yes or no. Okay. Um, Your parents' names are Dorothy and Harold. You have an older brother named Eric. I think he's three, four years older than you. It's a musical household. Your father's playing violin. Your brother's playing cello. Your mother's doing something, piano, je ne sais pas. And so at a certain point, I think you're also playing a string instrument, and then you're interested in choral music. I'm, I don't know that there's a church component here. Your Are your parents at the Episcopal Church? is possible. Somehow, you end up as a chorister at St. Thomas Choir School in New York, which is the finest boy choir in America. Um, and I can say that having been in the second finest boy choir in America, the American Boy Choir School, which may have rivaled yours at the time when I was in it. Oh. And in fact, I won't say this, but there's a special moment. There's a special moment. So... Then you go back home for high school and then you end up going to college for a period of time in Ohio, Cincinnati even, and that's where you met some people we know in common. Well, you know them and I know them through you. And then you went to Berklee College of Music in Boston and you started working on becoming a music producer. Pop music is the passion. You're developing this alter ego named Markaholic, and he's making albums and or cutting tr- tracks. I don't know the lingo. And then you, um, you move to New York. You're, you're trying to be music, but it's not going great. You're catering. And again, again, our lives intersect. And then you do the artist's way. You say, fuck this. I'm going to get this all together. You somehow reorganize your life. You're moving to L.A. You're actually getting into music production, and then for the last decade, you've successfully worked your way into the world of music production, specifically in a, a kind of queer venue of music making, and um, and now you're famous music producer for the likes of RuPaul. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait, was so that the go, end? Now, well, you're not. I mean, there's uh, there's details, but I think those are the broad strokes.
1: Yeah, I like it.
0: Okay, so now, you tell me where I went wrong.
1: Okay. I mean, you did really well. Thank you. I'm impressed. <laughs> um, I feel like the Cincinnati part is the lost chapter of my life, and like most people who know me don't know, that happened. And I'm like, yeah, college part one. You mm-hmm. know, when I was, like, not mm-hmm. doing music. But anyway.
0: Was, it, was, that, was that communication design? It was graphic design. That's what that means, Mark. That's what that means. yes. A form of of communication, for sure. I think that's just what they call it at the new school, and so, like, I've taken to being like, well, maybe that's what people call it nowadays, but also maybe not. Oh, okay. There
1: might be a thing
0: called that, yes.
1: Okay, go on. There's environmental design. Anyway. Whoa. Yes. So... My brother is 2 years older than me.
0: Oh, so close. You guys are very close in age.
1: Yeah, pretty close. And my okay. mom plays violin, but she's a librarian professionally. Uh-huh. So, yeah, and I mean, she also plays piano. You're like pretty much got it right.
0: Now, I want to I want to ask a question cuz now I'm imagining, you know, the Byers family fiddlers. Uh, did that ever happen? Was there the was FFF. there ever like, right? Did did the Byers family fiddlers ever go to the county fair in Ohio and play <laughs> a, a quartet? Or, you know like a, a fiddle a fiddle a fiddle moment?
1: Oh um, no, we did do string quartets on occasion. So
0: now who who's playing viola in that scenario? Yeah,
1: that's the question. I think it was usually
0: my mom. There was a viola oh in the house for some reason. Wow, she just figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> just like extend that fingering just a bit.
1: Yeah, just a little bit. I a little bit wish I had played viola because
0: it's like feels more comfortable with the. So you, you know. were playing second violin to your father, and then your brother's on the cello, mom's on the viola. Yes. That's how. Right. Now, I wish now we that had gone push- to the
1: county fair. <laughs>
0: That would push any child towards probably not playing violin. If you're playing second violin to your dad,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, literally sec- playing second fiddle.
0: Whoa, beautiful! <laughs> what a turn-, turn of phrase. Turn of phrase. <laughs> the poetry. Uh, so, but my well, brother, now, now, like, okay, wait, 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 Mark, deter don't get, him. to. Don't, oh, okay, sorry, don't, don't don't get to Eric yet. Um, you, okay, I need to have more details about these string quartets so how how old are we until what age is this happening and what kind of string quartets are we playing
1: um I totally don't remember the repertoire at all (laughs) so (laughs) I can't answer that question it was too long ago it was like whatever music my parents shoved in front of me and I was like all right here we go Mm -hmm. uh it would have been I left for boarding school at age 10 ish that's so traditional. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it would have been like when I was six and eight and
0: those ages. Wow. So we're probably, I don't know, maybe playing early Mozart concertos, like things that aren't wildly challenging.
1: Yeah, I don't think they were wildly challenging.
0: Um, were you? Did you continue playing? Did you continue your violin practicing through St. Thomas?
1: Yeah, we had to take an instrument like, take lessons weekly on a non-voice instrument. So Everybody. Yeah, and, like, 98% of people played piano with Mrs. Singer. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but I played violin, and there was, like, one or two other students who did and that. And
0: were you ever kind of tasked with playing violin along as an accompaniment to uh, the choir? Though I imagine your repertoire doesn't really lend itself to that.
1: Yeah, that didn't ever intersect. That's because interesting. But there...
0: that 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 did happen at the American Boy Choir. Oh, yeah. But we didn't, you know, like you weren't required to take an instrument. Though there was always a few students who kept up their instrumental studies. We had a, a Ivan Hodge played violin, Ben Krug played cello, and Taylor Carpenter, who's now Cameron Carpenter, played organ. So <clears throat> they they were very focused on those instruments and had opportunities to play with the choir in concert What? yeah that's pretty badass yeah they were really good they were really good
1: yeah we just Um, had like little recitals for whatever instrument we played and people were like not as good as they are at singing right
0: okay (laughs) so so let's before we get to boy choir let's go back to eric you were gonna say something about eric eric byers your brother
1: yes Eric Byers. Oh, I was just going to say he he like took the cello that he started at age 4 and like ran with that for his whole life.
0: Wow. Now, how big is a 4-year-old's cello? Is it as big as a viola? Like what is that even?
1: <laughs> well, there's the sizes go by quarters, so you can get a quarter-size cello and then a half-size cello and then a three-quarter-size cello. So,
0: wow, a quarter-size cello is a violin. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, probably
1: is roughly that size. No, I don't know. I mean,
0: here's the thing if we're actually talking to scale, like a quarter scale cello is tiny, it's a toy.
1: Yeah, it's pretty tiny.
0: Okay, I'm okay, I I gonna c- have to look this up online.
1: Yeah, you should. <laughs> I'm curious to know the exact dimensions of a quarter size cello.
0: Wow, oh my gosh, to a ima- <clears throat> Okay, so also. Eric is famously a strawberry blonde.
1: Oh, strawberry and, even.
0: Okay. Oh, very much. <laughs> was, was, was Eric a blonde blonde as a child or a ginger as a child? He was really gingery. Yeah. So I just think of him as
1: that, but I guess it became a little blonder and less uh,
0: ginger. What was style. your hair doing as a child? <laughs> My hair. My, I had <clears throat>
1: weirdly black hair when I was born. And then it fell out. Mm-hmm. It all was
0: like... That happens. Never mind. Um, yeah. Okay. Did that happen Start to again? you? again. Oh, no. I had absolutely no hair until I was two and a half, three years old. Oh. And then it was blonde? I assume. Yes, indeed. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Very my much.
1: My hair was super blonde when it came back in, and then it decided it was going to not do that.
0: Yeah. Wow. Babies born with a head of hair. That is strange
1: yeah weird
0: it does happen and sometimes they just hold on to it forever even
1: yeah i
0: mean it's, um, it weirds me out that it was a totally different color but maybe that's normal i do think i think that's a common occurrence it's sort of black um where's the place where we are when before we're born that like wet dark place the womb <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> that's the it, one. are we in a we're in a placenta we're in a placenta.
1: Uh yeah.
0: Yeah, that's we're our, that's the balloon. It, right?
1: I mean it feeds That's us. the balloon. I think we're right, in Right, we're it.
0: inside this flesh balloon called the placenta. <laughs> and it that's when your hair was black. And then <laughs> you came out and then the placenta also comes out.
1: Uh yes, the placenta comes out after.
0: That's right, the afterbirth. And
1: You know You know this
0: is interesting. Go ahead. You know, you know Drew Jacoby who I lived with. Yes. Yeah, well, she moved to Europe and then came back and now is back in Europe. And Drew had her baby in Antwerp. And, you know, there they have, you know, very civilized healthcare. So she had her baby. She leaves the hospital. Yeah, she. I think she had the baby in the hospital. She goes home. There's nurses helping that come to, like, see how you're doing. And, um, you know they're putting weird wee wee pads all over the house, or you know whatever, because there's strange things. Your body's leaky after you've given birth, <laughs> and Drew suddenly was like, oh, "There's something coming out of me. Ooh. I'm and one of one of my organs is come loose." You know, and then the um, the baby nurse came over to the house and said, "Oh no no, that's fine. That's just more afterbirth. It's just all the placenta didn't come out." <laughs> So that she just took her fingers and pulled the rest out. I mean, oh, can you boy. imagine? Wow. Incredible. Was that good for you? I, I liked that story.
1: <laughs> no, I was going to say it's weird that Placenta came up because it keeps coming up in my life in the last couple of weeks. What? I I realized um, that I really missed that song, Lightning Crashes by Live. Do you remember that from
0: the 90s? Yeah, all I can imagine is a song that... that Fred Willard and Catherine O'Hara. Oh no no no! Someone sings this in the auditions in Waiting for Guffman, and they go: Lightning crashes again and again and again and again, and then oh. they cut. I, I don't know what that song is, but um, I don't either. That's, that's all, all I different. can pick Yeah, what are you talking about? It's a '90s
1: song, like one of those ones with the deep voice, like Pearl Jam style, you know?
0: Oh, um, you do give us a give us a measure.
1: It goes. Lightning crashes, and an old mother dies. Remember that?
0: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Her But you know, Mark. As you know, like I don't like music. To
0: the floor. Wow. Yeah, the word
1: placenta, placenta is prominently featured in the lyrics, and I was like, listening Beautiful. to it the other day and realizing that's not that's not normal. But right. that
0: happened. You, do you know this from from? The young mothers in your life who have had a baby, that sometimes mothers save the placenta, have it dried and powdered, <laughs> and, and take it as pills? Oh, my God. I did not know that.
1: Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> so, the mother whose placenta it is re-ingests the placenta yes. for, like, yes. superhuman,
0: like, everlasting youth powers, or what? I I think it gets... I don't know exactly the science behind it, but... You know, from my, my understanding is that when a, when a woman has a baby, she's flooded with, like, incredibly powerful hormones that allow her to do things that would otherwise be impossible. You know, like stay awake endlessly and, and fend off predators, etc. cetera. So um, I don't know mm. if the placenta helps more, makes you even more powerful, but um, that is a thing. That's what they're banking on. I don't know. Okay, so now we're gonna move a little forward, see where else I went wrong with the story. So the Byers Family Fiddlers was better than I could have ever even imagined in my dreams. <laughs> it's, it's really my dream to have had that as a child. Um, but what I, but I mean, knowing you and, having, and knowing that you actually had that, I do realize that that doesn't set you up for a life of no sadness at all. But that's, that's my expectation.
1: Oh, I see. Yes. that, Does that I make would, sense? Uh, that I would have experienced no sadness in my life.
0: A life of no sadness. Because if you, you know, in my estimation, if you can play a Mozart string quartet with your family when you're a seven-year-old, I think this, there, there can be no sadness in this person's life. <laughs> At
1: least after seven.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but have you ever watched that movie Quartet about a string quartet? I think it's called Quartet. It's oh. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Catherine Keener some other people
1: no is it like off the charts dramatic
0: oh incredibly i'm sure your brother's seen it and takes umbrage with it because <laughs> side, sidebar mark's brother continued playing cello and is now a very successful cellist in los angeles and plays with the calder quartet yeah correct that's right okay um so okay now you're having okay oh we're we're at boy choir school let's say Oh, okay, yeah. There we are. So you, you go to boy choir school. Now, what's the year when you arrive? Grade five. Uh,
1: 1990...
0: Wait. 1993. No. Mark. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Because <laughs> <laughs> here's what's amazing. That seemed impossible to me. but Because I thought, I went to boy choir in 1994. But then I thought, oh, no. 1990. Okay. <laughs> so... I started at the American Boy Choir School in 1990. I was nine years old, going on 10. And um, little did I know that in my senior year, or senior year, what, eighth grade year at the American Boy Choir School, we would sing a concert at St. Thomas Cathedral, and we would have a dinner exchange with the St. Thomas Boy Choir School. Yes. And as it would, as, as... As it would turn out, fate intervenes. You and I have dinner together as children.
1: Yes. Unbeknownst you, to us, <laughs>
0: later yeah, in life. You, re- you remember the event, and I remember the event. Yeah. But obviously, we didn't say, oh, hello, I'm Rita. Hi, I'm Mark. And then remember it 20 years later, 20, 30 years, whatever. Right. You know? I
1: have no clue, like, who was at my table or what was going on. No, oh, no. But All we I remember were both is there. that...
0: I just remember thinking, oh, wow, the quality of their food is much better, and they eat off nicer dishes.
1: Oh. Yeah, that food yeah. was really something.
0: Yeah, not, I mean, American Boy Choir School was not something. I mean, it was <laughs> fine, but it wasn't like that. Um, so I thought it would be fun for those listeners who are listening, thinking, what is, what is Boy Choir School? What is Boy Choir School? What is Boy Choir School? For us to go through the hours of... The day, and I'm talking about a typical day, right? And we'll start at 6 a.m. and go to the end of the day, and just at every at every hour, we'll explain what was happening <laughs> in our specific day. So, I'm just going to preface this by saying, the St. Thomas um, Choir School and the American Boy Choir School are the only two uh, institutions of the kind in North America. So. And what I'm talking about is a boarding school for singing boys. Now the American Boy Choir School no longer exists. They got into some dicey business and it's gone, which is great. But St. Thomas is still there and and Mark and I were both at these schools same time. So let's start at 6 a.m. Where are we at 6 a.m.? I think we didn't wake up until seven. Wow, okay. So 6 a.m. I'm in my dorm room. Sometimes that dorm room was eight boys in bunk beds. And then by my, in my last year, I was in a room with four boys, two sets of bunk beds. <clears throat> but we were being woken up at 6.15. The lights were switched on. <laughs> yeah. <to>
1: 6.15. <laughs> yeah. And somebody's like yelling at you to get
0: up. Is that what happened to you? Your lights would get turned on. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and how many boys are in the bedroom?
1: I had mostly four. Some There were some smaller rooms with two people, which I sometimes had. Wow. <laughs> Depending on the year.
0: <clears throat> wow. Okay. So for me, from 6.15 to 7 was everybody needs to get showered and clean their room space. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have um some phlegm. And as you know, if you clear your throat, more phlegm is produced. So let me just try to swallow it down. It's a never-ending battle. It truly. So from 6.15 to 7, we're taking three-minute showers, we're cleaning our room, we're putting on our uniform. What's happening to you once you're abruptly sort of thrust out of bed at 7 a.m.? Right. Once
1: awoken, we took showers, I think. That means there were two showers a day. I think we took what? showers, oh same, same, <laughs> but there were two showers per dorm floor, and there were must have been like tw- 15 to tw- twenty people per dorm floor, so I don't know how we ten all... people
0: ten people to a shower head
1: <laughs> well, they used to have in the old St Thomas facility they had those like public casino. prison showers <laughs> yeah like Idiot. locker oh, room ter- that's my worst nightmare yeah it's just like
0: <clears throat> my worst nightmare is 10 year olds in a prison shower or
1: <laughs> just like close off everybody
0: there was one, your shower there was one shower in the mansion on the second floor that was at the end of like the senior kind of hallway which had two person rooms and it was like just a kind of biggest shower with two shower heads one on either side And I always thought, I don't ever want to live in that hallway because I never want to have to use that shower. You know, I never did.
1: Yeah. The trauma. Yeah. I I get
0: that. Um, But generally, we had old-fashioned, like, ensuite suite bathrooms attached to each of these bedrooms because the, the building wasn't built to be a choir school. It was built to be a mansion. So, you know, these rooms were being used in whatever way, willy-nilly. So, like, what was I'm imagining was, like, a very well-appointed bedroom would become a bedroom for eight little boys with an en-suite bathroom, and then you have to share the bathroom, which means one person at a time, three-minute shower.
1: Wow, yeah. We were supposed to have two-minute
0: showers. That's too short. That's too short. But But I mean, who's really bathing when you're 10 years old? You know, like, are you (laughs) actually, are you actually doing anything? Uh, Probably not.
1: But I remember it taking more than two minutes and I was
0: like, this is unfair. Yeah. Well, also like your, I don't know if this is how you were as a child, but I've known you now for, I don't know, 14 years-ish. Give or take, um. and and um, you're you're slow, you know, just your general kind of like pace, <laughs> is slow. True. So I'm I, I can't imagine you taking a two minute shower and frantically kind of like scrubbing things. Yeah.
1: So the no, just- the effect <clears throat> was the last boys who had a shower would be late inevitably to breakfast or dinner or whatever it was. So late. Yeah.
0: Like, this is now. This is mind blowing
1: to me. Late, <laughs> yeah, late. Which was not okay. But if nobody cleared the showers until it's dinner time, then, you know, wow. there's not a lot you can do about it because the showers required. So right, then you have and to march right up to the headmaster at mealtime and be like, "Yo, oh, no. I had last oh, shower. No. It's, oh God, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry," no. and he oh, would God. just be like, "All right." <clears throat>
0: Your okay, excuse. so this leads me to my next question for you, which is, is there a school uniform? Are you putting on a uniform after your shower? Uh, no, there were, like, pretty strict dress code
1: requirements for school, but we only wore the uniform, mm. the, like, jacket and tie uniform when we were going to uh, church.
0: So what was the dress code for, for daily, for
1: regular days? It was, like, collared long-sleeved shirt and
0: slacks and, like... No, oh no, I hate when... People under the age of 20 are wearing (laughs) Oxford shirts, button-up shirts. I I hate it. Yeah,
1: and it's, like, to present to nobody. Like, nobody is seeing us except each other. Oh, my God. You know, they were just (laughs)
0: setting all of you up to be, like, corporate Tribeca people. And I'm sure most of you are. I'm sure (laughs) of it. I'm sure of it. Yes, I think so. Uh, Uh, But my favorite... That makes
1: me sick. My favorite part of that was we had to wear an undershirt in the winter even mm-hmm. though it was the same temperature inside the school, and we like didn't go outside until it was sports time. Well, actually, we oh, didn't go well, outside at all in the winter.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Tell me about it. This ha- this is a phenomenon of my boy choir school as well, where suddenly you'd be like, wow, I've been inside for two weeks.
1: Yeah. So we were required to wear an undershirt, which was like very uncomfortable, and we had to show the prefect once we were dressed that we indeed had an undershirt on, and also wow. they would check the cleanliness of our hands on
0: both sides and wow. our belt, wow. whether we were wow. wearing a belt. Well, okay, <laughs> Wow. The hands, thing, the hands thing is really something else. Okay, I haven't heard that detail before.
1: Yeah, that's, like, drilled so, into my mind forever. Wow. The prefect would, like, walk down the hall and talk to each boy individually and say hands over belt. So you had to show him now, your hands, oh, turn them over, oh my God. and then show him your belt.
0: Oh, so wait, who are, who's, pl- who are these prefects? Like, are these like 20 year olds who didn't get another kind of job or who are these
1: people? <laughs> no, they were eighth graders who I guess oh, and, had yeah. like a clean enough record <clears throat> that they were put in that position. Yeah. And they got we their had, own we,
0: bathroom. Yeah. I, in fact, was a prefect in my eighth grade year for the fifth graders, but I certainly wasn't looking at fingernails. <laughs> Certainly, but I not. did have to stand. I had to stand in the bathroom during the entire morning grooming period and tell little kids to get a shower. I just said, "You're done, oh, wow. Harold. Get out of the shower. <laughs> it's been three minutes. Next." Oh wow!
1: What a job! Yeah,
0: for no um, pay. But you know, it was great. We, the four prefects who had to live with the fifth graders, we could go to bed kind of later than the rest, and we'll get to bedtime later. But um, okay. There's just so many. We're never gonna get through the day. There's just too many questions. There's so, so many things. <clears throat> uh, we at the American Boy Choir School didn't have. We had uniform, so we. I, there was a little bit of variation, but like you had navy blue pants in the winter corduroys in the in the warmer months, chinos, and even in the hot months, shorts. We had a cotton oh, short. Actually, shorts. Actually, sh- I'm sure it was polyester, but navy blue, and then you wore. You know, my first year, the shoe footwear was only black penny loafers with black socks, but (laughs) that did shift as time went on. We got to wear, like, Keds in various colors. Oh, how racy. Yeah, lace-up Keds. So, also, we wore polo shirts with the emblem on them, and also turtlenecks in the cold months, and then there was a sweatshirt with the emblem, and there was also a red acrylic sweater with the emblem. So, and then, obviously, (laughs) black belt, comb in pocket, And um, that was uniform within the school, but obviously different uniform for touring, fancier uniform.
1: Yeah, I remember those red sweaters. That was
0: like iconic American boy choir. Very iconic American boy choir. And we would, I mean, the uniform extended to every single piece of the wardrobe. So we had black peacoats with red scarves and black hats and black gloves we had navy blue k-ways for the rain and then we had the same matching luggage and we had (laughs) same navy blue backpacks and we had like it was absurd we all had navy blue comforters on our twin beds oh
1: wow Oh, uh, so it was crazy. This was like a huge shopping endeavor before your first year, right? You had to get all the required oh, stuff. Oh, Absolutely. And
0: of course, my mother being who she is was like, Well, I'm not going to be purchasing you the school issued polyester pants, et cetera. I'm picking you up cotton, pants. Navy blue, cotton navy blue chinos from Brooks Brothers Boys and then I then have to be the outcast in my like, you know natural fiber pants while everyone else is wearing, ident- <laughs> yeah. and I had a different navy blue backpack, can you imagine the horror, the
1: horror, oh no
0: I know, anyways yeah, so, now for me, at the American Boy Color School it's 7am, and we are in a double line by the time the second bell rings cause there's a single bell and a double bell, the double bell means you must be in the line to enter into breakfast oh are we talking lines? At St. Are Thomas? you late if you are not in line by the time the bell happens? You're late if you're not in time if, if you're not in line by the second bell, the double bell, which is three minutes post the oh, single three bell. Three minutes later. Okay, got it. You've a three minute window. I see. Oh. And the bell, meanwhile, is literally controlled by a light switch that's up at the top of the stair landing uh near that hell hell shower and um <laughs> and it it sounds like um like it's literally a bell. Like it's it's the kind where the you know the hammer rattles against a um metal thing it goes Arrgh! like that. <laughs> oh, Horrible. God.
1: Yeah. Wow, that sounds frightening. So you had none of that? Um I think we must have had bells, but I can't remember them very well. I think there okay. were definitely those, like, round bells that are just stuck to the wall where you,
0: like, can't see the hammer inside. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And are we standing in, like, military lines before we're walking into rehearsals and meals?
1: We, the lining up was a big thing, but I think for meals we would just, like, file in whenever we were ready because people would get ready at different speeds especially when we were all trying to fit in the shower
0: wow that sounds so liberating to just walk (laughs) walk into the dining room
1: just saunter in yeah but there was a time at which you were expected to be at your assigned table like standing behind a chair
0: yeah and there we and here we go now we're back at at similarities assigned tables assigned (laughs) so we're eating with the same people every meal Reading with the same people.
1: Yeah, but it's for us.
0: It switched every week. For us, it switched every month. I'm going to go ahead and say okay. Yeah, not too. So uh, they're not. No, they're not like putting you in a situation that's going to become hellish. They're saying this may be hellish for now, and then next month it'll be okay.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: um, and then uh, you're sitting at these assigned tables. Is there are there students who are assigned various duties at the table, like clearing, setting, and being the
1: head of the table? Um, there was a faculty member that was the head of each table, and then there was mm-hmm. an assigned person who was, like, a waiter who got the food, and then an assigned mm-hmm. busser. <coughs> Same. Same. But you so had to ha- ask permission to get up from the table at any point, including to, to
0: wait, quote-unquote, or to bus, I guess, to clear? I don't know what yeah, we called first. it. Yeah, of yeah, well, we had a setter and a waiter, so the setter had to leave time to get downstairs early to set the table for breakfast, and then they also had to set for lunch and dinner. <clears throat> and then you and the waiter were kind of co-servers, so you would go to, when told, to go to the kitchen, grab the platters, and then there was a specific way in which you served, you know, you, I actually can't remember this. You'd lay the platters down, and then the food service began with the head of table and then passed around to the left,
1: oh does that ring a bell yeah that sounds like what probably happened
0: but imagine this mark Ima- have you imagined how hellish it must have been for the faculty members who had to sit at a table with just kids every day because <laughs> they couldn't sit with their friend, co-faculty at an adult table <laughs> Yeah, they're
1: required to be tortured every day but kids
0: yeah wow Okay, <laughs> so we're still at breakfast, people. I'm sorry, but we're going to take it slow, because this is indeed the boy choir episode. This is taking me and back. Well, not, a lot of people do not,
1: ask me what the hell it was like, so, you <clears throat> It's know.
0: not even the topic of the day, okay? So we'll get yeah, to that later. Yeah, this is not the
1: surprise question.
0: No, this isn't surprise topic. This is just the most prescient topic of the moment, boy choir. <laughs> <clears throat> so um breakfast comes out on platters it's generally like some scary looking french toast it's um god it might be some like sloppy scrambled eggs with oh god saw so- i god forbid i don't even remember but the food <laughs> situation was a horror and my mom did send a note that said reed can eat vegetarian
1: oh did they have like yeah. decent vegetarian options? I think we did not. Oh,
0: of course not. Of course, but all that meant was that I wasn't required to eat the meat foods because as a diner at the American Boy Choir school, you were required to eat some of everything.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, that's a good strategy then. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um now Let's say breakfast is wrapping up. What's the first thing that happens post-breakfast? Choir rehearsal. And what time is it for you at this point? Oh, boy. Probably nine. Gosh, you leisurely day. Okay, it nine could o'clock. Have, It could have been eight. <clears throat> I
1: can't totally remember.
0: Okay. So we as well had an initial morning rehearsal following breakfast. Uh, so... Yeah, it must have been... Breakfast was at 7. It must have been 7.45 or 8. Yeah, 8 o'clock. Let's say 8. Legit. And what happened for you? What was that initial rehearsal about at the St. Thomas Choir School? Just in general. Um, It
1: was... Well, we were always learning new repertoire. Like, every week at church we had to sing, like, three wait, five services worth of new music pretty much. So it was oh just like, <laughs> insane. yeah. So it's like, here's the new music, go, go, go. So I think we would often like sight read things and then work on other things that we knew like slightly better and just get corrected on our intonation or if we weren't blending well, that kind of right. thing. But it was run and that gun. Is- it wasn't like perfecting each, each little thing.
0: Right. That's the very, very British thing about St. Thomas Choir School is that it is functionally a church choir. So you are being the singers of this huge Fifth Avenue church every week and not just once a week, but many times a week.
1: Yes. Right. So you're like, you're like the hired church choir, but you get paid in a discount off of tuition. So like... The tuition Is for that the board of the school. Yeah, I think that's how it's structured. So the tuition would be, like, way, way more because they're giving you room and board and all the education and all the stuff. Uh, but, yeah, discounted because you're, like, labor <laughs> for the church.
0: Truly, truly, you're in a professional choir. There are actually adult men being paid to be in the choir. Yeah. So... Um, Yeah, our first rehearsal was generally just about um, kind of vocalizing, getting us prepped for the day, and then maybe working lightly on some upcoming repertoire, but really at like 8.30 or 9, now I'm a little unclear on times, because now you're you're confusing me, you're (laughs) making me doubt things.
1: Sorry, sorry.
0: But we then had an hour of music theory that was divided into three chunks. Ooh. It was divided into ear training, written theory, and something else. Oh, vocal vocal, vocal training. So it was like one of those parts was just like various vocal exercises. One of them, that can't be true. That can't be true.
1: That's a lot wow. of music theory.
0: But, you know, each section was 20 minutes long. So it was kind of like, what are we... Learn. i mean i have to say like i could i was an incredible sight reader by the time i left american boy choir school that's a really good skill to yeah have. i mean it's gone i don't have it anymore <laughs> but it, um but so we yeah sight reading written theory something else Frontmill. and so that was an hour and that's when academic classes would begin
1: okay where are you, where are you in the day
0: Let's see. Wait,
1: we're at eight? Wait, we're at nine?
0: Where are we? Let's say nine. Let's just say we got to nine because nine is when I believe my academics began.
1: Okay. So I'm going to go with nine, too. Beautiful. I feel like I'm on a game show.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You are.
1: (laughs) I hope my guess is correct. So that would be, yeah, start of academic day. We didn't have... We did have music theory, but it was just like scheduled into our classes randomly throughout mm-hmm. the day. I don't really remember
0: when it was, but I think it switched around. So. And what were your academic courses, and the, did they all happen in one room, or were you traveling around teachers?
1: Oh, so it was on, let's see, floors 3, 4, and 5. Is that right? No, 3 and 4.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, St. Thomas... Fire school is just like a big stack of floors it's very
0: up it's very like small and high
1: yeah and floors five six and seven were dorm floors so yeah floors three and four were classroom floors and there's a library and like an intermediary floor in between those
0: beautiful
1: and then floors one and two were like dining room on the second floor and offices and then first floor was rec room and like reception
0: Oh my god, rec room. Oh, okay. So we'll get to rec <laughs> stuff later, but um so your we had math, science, social studies, English. That's it.
1: What'd you have? Oh. We had Latin which became French after the first year.
0: Ridiculous for a fifth grader. Uh-huh. Yes.
1: <laughs> science. Math. English. <laughs> history. Uh, music theory. We mm-hmm. had sex ed at some point, too.
0: Uh, we had, a, like, a one, like, a brief... It was part of the science teacher's curriculum. It was, like, one day where it was, like, sex ed. Oh. Okay. Oh.
1: Um. I we mean, had an outside how, how, teacher come in who was, like, she was so badass.
0: Oh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um. We, okay, so we had these... 50 minute classes that were there was wait that can't be true there was only like three minutes between things but then there was a break in the middle that's when the setters would set the tables for lunch and you could go downstairs to the dining hall and get like a banana or like a granola bar or something and then you would go to your next two academic classes and then it was time for lunch is that where you are now
1: yeah that sounds similar
0: So we get all the academics over with, it's time for lunch, we get in our double line, we go into lunch, we have some slop, and then (laughs) we had to go to our rooms and get into our gym apparel, which was not uniform, it was just sort of like sweatpants or shorts or whatever. Right. How about you?
1: Yeah, same. I think there might have been one or two classes after lunch, but, so maybe at two we headed to the park in... The warmer months for sports, (laughs) quote-unquote.
0: No, yeah, incredible. So for our listeners, we're talking about the park, we're talking about Central Park, because St. Thomas Choir School is just right up there by the Central Park. Yes. So, wow, so that's an amazing thing, that suddenly this gaggle of young boys is stomping their way uptown into the park to do exercise.
1: Yes, in a double line, that we did have a double line for that.
0: Wow, and what is the exercise?
1: Okay, so it was soccer in the fall, and then basketball in the winter, although you could opt to do general sports in the winter, which was pretty much like, I don't want to play sports, and I just want to play and throw balls at people and, like, jump on mats and stuff. And But then, you
0: could not opt out of the soccer?
1: No, you had to play soccer, and then spring was softball, which you also had to play.
0: Oh, this is a nightmare. That's horrible. <laughs> we 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 had those sports that were offered but there was never a day where it was like you must there was always another thing that was like because we'd always start because you know the the we lived in this mansion that was on a grounds, so we had a lot of options and we'd always start at the front oval and we had to run a couple laps around the driveway and then we would the headmaster would lead us through some like light like calisthenics before there was options and some people would do organized team sports. You could be like, "I'm doing soccer today," but then the rest of us who you know, gay, would do like. Um, <laughs> were not we um, all? No, oh, truly, like no. I mean, <laughs> as it turns out. Yeah, about.
1: it it's kind of seemed at the time like we all were, but <clears throat> no, yeah, it wasn't true.
0: But. I mean, the only ones I continue to know are gay. <laughs> uh, Perfect. But, but the, um, but we, you know, we had the option of going, we had like a fitness, uh, contraption playground thing in an area. You could go do that, like monkey bars, what have you. Cool. Or they would set up like a capture the flag scenario. Oh, yeah. You know, some, oh, game. Something not as aggressively, um, heterosexual is team sports.
1: <laughs> we we did play capture the flag on occasion in Central Park and it was like this playground that was full of everything cement like <laughs> and <laughs> and really tall rocks so we would be like barreling through <laughs> like on top of these really tall rocks and like into cement structures and I don't know how we all survived,
0: but I'm sure well, they I'm don't do that I'm just seeing, anymore. like, very very young boys with bloody chins, uh, shin, uh, bloody knees, bloody... Uh, yeah. I mean, Central Park is just such hard surfaces.
1: Yeah. It was like... <laughs> and, I mean, Capture the Flag can get really intense, which it did. So yeah. everybody's running at top speed to try to, you know, accomplish the goal. Anyway...
0: I have... Truly magical memories of my time in the woods of Princeton, doing physical education at the American Boy Choir School. I mean, it was phenomenal to play Capture the Flag in the woods. It was really like going to war, you know.
1: Yeah, I wish we had had woods to play that in.
0: I know. I'm sorry. That's the one advantage of. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. The American Boy Choir School. We also toured a lot, which was a fun.
1: Yeah, fun thing. we we were we did a
0: that. touring choir. Yeah, you were really slaves to the church yes that's right so okay so after post gym was another required shower time we had to go back to the dorms three minute showers back into uniform and then (laughs) nap now it's like one in the afternoon or two i don't know two in the afternoon and half half the boys would have a nap and half the boys would go to rehearsal and we're talking by vocal part so like to lower the tenors and basses i know that would go to rehearsal the the trebles would have a nap and then they would switch what? in the next hour how did mm-hmm. you have tenors and basses because that was how the american boy choir school functioned they would they would ease young men through their voice change and have them singing bass and tenor parts immediately fall like immediately through the voice change
1: wow We just got kicked out, as you probably know. We just left the choir. (laughs) British,
0: British style. Yeah. Was that devastating sometimes? Did you ever have a friend who you were just like, oh, no, goodbye? Well, we didn't
1: get kicked out of the school, but, um, yeah, it was like a whole different culture because it's like now you don't go to choir practice. I don't even know what they did, but... They oh became God. acolytes at the church. So, like, instead of being a choir, you're like carrying
0: candles around. It's horrible. I, can't, I mean, it's unimaginable to me.
1: <laughs> so, I left the choir. My voice changed like pretty late. So, I left the choir like one week before the end of my final year. Oh, so my ideal. I was an Congrats. acolyte for one week. <laughs> it's
0: like, oh, this is what this is like. Cool. And does someone sort of decide that for you? Was the choir director like, I'm sorry, Mark, but you think... Yeah, and I
1: didn't even know what was happening. He was like, your voice is changing. And I was like, really? Uh, I sort of thought maybe he just wanted me to leave the choir, but... Right, I you're think- like,
0: I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you because <laughs> listen to me, la, 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 la. Yeah, I still <laughs> got it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wow. So he decided for you.
1: Yeah, I think that's generally how it went.
0: I think it's this, there's this um, ideology amongst some people who train young boy singers that it's best to, like, let the voice rest through the voice change and then pick it up later. But at the American Boy Choir School, they really just, like, continue you singing through the voice change and get you comfortable in a new range right away. Huh. Do you think, do you have an opinion
1: about whether that produces, like, a better adult singer?
0: I have absolutely no idea i do not have statistics on the matter i only (laughs) sang treble one through the entire time and then into my high school years (laughs) yes (laughs) booyah yeah so i i don't know but the the some of the young men who did sing tenor and bass parts at boy choir school have gone on to have like careers as operatic tenors and basses
1: oh wow yeah so so there's some good evidence
0: yeah, I don't think there's any harm in having a boy sing through their voice change. Yeah. Look, I'm sure there's papers that have been written about it. Don't look, Mark nor I have Googled this. Don't take our word for it. And also, like, probably don't send your boys to boy choir school. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> um,
1: okay, so. Oh, nap time. You were at nap time, and I'm startled because we did not get naps.
0: Oh my God. How did you even make it through
1: the day? I don't know. I guess that was how our sports were able to be later in the afternoon because we didn't have a break. It was just like after sports, you take a shower and then
0: it's dinner time. What? Oh. Okay, amazing. Okay, but also you woke up a little later, right? I think so. And what time? Let's just skip. I'm just going to skip to the end briefly, but what time's bedtime for you at St. Thomas? I think it was 9. Okay, same. So you that's why you didn't need a nap, I think, because your day was not quite as long, so you weren't quite as exhausted.
1: Yeah, and I I'm now that I'm thinking about it, there's no way we <coughs> slept from 9 until 8 in the morning, so it must have been 7. But
0: yes, yeah, I yeah, I really don't think it was 6 that we got up. Well, anyways, after gym, did we already do that? Oh yeah, it was nap time rehearsal, and then you know swapping, and then there was a full rehearsal for that third hour of rehearsal. God, when I think about it, the poor direct, the poor conductors. That's <laughs> just three hours, three hours straight with like a bunch of assholes. Um, <laughs> no, we were very live. well behaved. There was no, there was no fooling around there. I mean, truly.
1: Yeah, manners were like very highly <laughs> enforced. Oh, we
0: had full seminars on manners, like which. Utensils to begin with, all of that stuff. We, yeah. we stood, we stood when adults entered the room. We yes, stood up too. on our
1: feet. We called them sir and ma'am. Was that your oh experience? only sir and ma'am? Yeah. Sir
0: and ma'am. You can't imagine how many years that took to get rid of. <laughs> yeah, years. And also, there's this incredible thing that we would do. where like in rehearsals. If you made a mistake and you were aware of that mistake, you'd raise your hand just oh. so that the director, the director knew that you knew.
1: Yeah, I think we did that as well. That sounds. Familiar. I
0: that reflex stayed with me till like last year. Basically, like I would <laughs> find myself in dance rehearsals raising my hand. I'm like, I'm sorry.
1: I didn't. And they like, excuse me, do you have a question?
0: I'd be like, no, I made a mistake. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so. we had all these rehearsals and then after that third hour of rehearsal we i think had a few we had like a 15 minute break before the bell rang for dinner again double line going to dinner um dinner is business as usual except for on wednesday nights formal dinner you had to wear a suit and tie and like we ate on porcelain or like you know shitty ceramic dishes but they weren't plastic and um, they put tablecloths <laughs> and candles and stuff like that. Also, we sang grace wow. before every meal. Did you, you sing grace before every grace? meal? No. We sang grace. Well, actually, we someone said grace before breakfast and lunch, and then we sang grace before dinner. Meanwhile, the American American Boy Choir School not religious, supposedly <laughs> not a religious school. Looking yeah, back, I'm like, what? Was... What the fuck? <laughs>
1: You sang a lot of, like, secular music, right? But then there was also, like, some (laughs) not-secular music.
0: The first hour of every program was like, you know, may God be with you, Jesus Christ is risen. (laughs) And you're like, what? Yeah, not religious. What? Meanwhile, the second half of the program for the American Boy Choir School would be like, um, like, Cindy Lauper's I See Your True Colors. (laughs) I mean, I mean, not always, but, you know, but like that. Sick, yeah. Um, I mean, that was it for me in the late 80s, early 90s. The American Boy Choir School's biggest claim to fame was that they sang that Kodak commercial for the Seoul Olympic Games, which was, um, which was Cyndi Lauper's I See Your True Colors Shining Through. Oh, amazing. Which is a phenomenal television commercial. I mean, I remember singing it at my household with my mother and brother. We loved that commercial.
1: (laughs) You sang along to the commercial? Oh my God, we were...
0: Like, there's a few things I can remember, like, the three of us really coming together for. One of them was that Kodak commercial. One of them was (laughs) Pee-wee's Playhouse. And one of them was E.T.
1: Oh, wow. Um, Those are all very worthy things.
0: Worthy, indeed. Okay, so we had dinner. After dinner, we had, I think, a few minutes before study hall. Study hall, yes. Yes yes we had returned to the cafeteria or the dining hall for study hall which is a monitored period of silence where you do your homework yes and then i think we had i'm gonna go ahead and say half an hour before bed (laughs) when study hall was over
1: yeah it sounds so cruel like we had an hour i'm pretty sure of free time quote unquote free time (laughs) that's
0: huge that is huge
1: yeah but it was also like if you didn't finish your homework
0: during study hall you get to spend your free time doing homework so well there there was some weird thing at boy at boy american boy where thursdays somehow study hall would get shifted elsewhere in the day maybe during like p.e time or i don't even remember how they did it but thursdays we had more free time in the evening it was like special night and we would watch like the simpsons or something what yeah big deal scandal yeah. How adult of you!
1: Thank um. you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we watched MTV sometimes when we were not supposed no, to be. No, and no, that was like definitely
0: not allowed. That, that was a big deal. Allowed. Yeah, definitely not. In the common rooms, like you know, the what we viewed was very monitored. And I, I, I remember on one weekend. Weekends are a whole other story when we get into it, but weekends are like, I mean, sound, feel like chaos compared to what we've just described to you because basically you have the entire day to kind of like wander around and just, <laughs> I mean, I guess you couldn't do that in St. Thomas. Like you can't really wander around Manhattan.
1: Yeah, we could not leave with that express <clears throat> permission. There was a Friday, weekly Friday trip to Duane Reed down the street and that was like what? our time to shine. It was like, you get that's you, huge. you sign out yeah, and you have to be back like 20 minutes later or something. I'm sure, uh, but we went in pairs to Dwayne Reed of course. unsupervised, and we had wow. a two dollar allowance. No, which how did that?
0: You can't get anything. Nothing's two dollars even back in the early in, 90s.
1: Well, it was enough to get like a soda and Mike and Ike's because that's what oh, everyone got. Oh, that's huge! Got.
0: No, that's huge.
1: I think the I was Mike imagining and Ike's were, were like 79 cents. So like, I was
0: imagining you were getting like Dove soap, you know. Oh, no! It wasn't for like
1: sundries. <laughs> it was for candy for a Friday night movie.
0: Oh man! So how were sundries handled? Like, how did you replace your soap? Oh,
1: that's a really good question.
0: We I had don't the receptionist at the American Boy Course. School had a drawer in her desk, and you could you could buy like, uh, white rain shampoo from her for a dollar. You know, she had things on hand. Wow. I have another question. This is a terribly embarrassing story. Did you start wearing deodorant in boy choir school? Oh. I probably not. When I was in seventh grade, we were on tour somewhere, and as you know and other people don't, we, we traveled on a bus. So we had assigned seats on the bus that had these pockets where we put all our homework and stuff and a teacher would have us do our schoolwork on the bus as we traveled between venues and blah 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 anyways one of these days on the bus the proctor came up to me now the proctor is the level up one level up from the prefects you know this is like some 22 year old who like has nothing going on they finish college they don't know <laughs> what to do they come to boy choir school to boss kids around yeah like you do this guy comes up to me he's like I think it's time for you to start wearing deodorant. Because my red acrylic sweater absolutely reeked, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, no. I know, eighth grade. I was horrified. I, I still think about it. I blush when I think about it.
1: Did he show you how to do it?
0: I think I, I knew. I understood <laughs> the, you know, click and swipe, click and swipe.
1: Yeah, it's pretty straightforward, but I feel like I was a little bit clueless as in terms of shaving and also deodorant. I was like...
0: Oh, i get the concept shaving. of this
1: but like i don't totally understand
0: shaving was not in the equation for me during those years and i mean i do recall in grade eight getting like a pubic hair and being absolutely petrified Mortified. Thinking, this is yeah. this is the end this is the end oh my god <laughs> um, it's all um, downhill from here I mean, truly, the way, the fear that's instilled in these boys about puberty, it's really like, well, puberty is the end of your time being gifted.
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. Nobody's going to love you after this.
0: And that is my, that's my experience.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That has borne out in the evidence. That absolutely
0: was borne out. Because by the time I was leaving the American Boy Choir School, I was like, I am incredibly gifted and everybody does, in fact, need and love me for my extreme gifts.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, man. What a you luckily had a teacher there at the very end absolutely dash your dreams and say, you're done, hon. Have a seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Go hold a <laughs> candle in the church.
0: <laughs> oh, <How> horrible. <laughs> um, okay, so after dinner was this was this moment of, you could have some time to yourself. Um, oh, I have one question. If your parents sent you a care package, what would happen to that food?
1: Oh, it would go to whoever your advisor was and
0: live uh-huh. in their
1: apartment, which was in the school, uh-huh.
0: too. Right. You weren't allowed to have your own food in your own space. And for In our school, it had to go into a place called the Candy Closet. <laughs> and the Candy Closet was open on... Thursday nights, you could get the snacks from your parents, and at some points on weekends you could have access to the candy closet. And then there was also the the medicine closet, where kids who had to take pills or whatever, allergy meds, would line up in the evenings and the mornings to get their meds.
1: Wow. Yeah. And then there was the, the fateful day <clears throat> when they confused the two. Oh,
0: ho, 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 ho. ho, ho. <laughs> they were like... <laughs> Enjoy your Dramamine, and it was actually just, like, a Mike and (laughs) Ike. Yeah. It was all about Mike and Ikes back then. I remember traveling on the bus. Some of the boys would have motion sickness, but they wouldn't allow motion sick boys to have their Dramamine during academic hours on the bus, because they had to stay awake to do homework. And so those boys would just get enormous Ziploc bags to vomit into. What? So they were, like,
1: intermittently doing homework and vomiting?
0: Indeed. Wow.
1: That Beautiful sounds like story. a nightmare Beautiful. I would have run away.
0: Yeah, well, they sometimes... I mean, occasionally, someone would arrive at the American Boy Horror School and just be so incredibly homesick in that first week or two that they would vanish. You know, they would disappear.
1: Oh, this is a good question for you. I assume mm-hmm. this means there was no, like, trial period because we had... A trial week for fourth graders since that was the year before school would have started and it was like can you go to New York and live without your parents and like not have a meltdown
0: no this sounds very extravagant a one-week trial in New York yeah (laughs) no no I, I did a visiting day when I was in fourth grade I went and spent a day at the American Boy Choir School and attended rehearsals and academic classes and meals and just kind of got a feeling for it. But my memory of that day is that somebody told me when when I woke up in the morning the other day I saw a deer on the backyard. And that was the moment for me when I thought, I must come here.
1: Oh I must come here.
0: A yeah. deer. A deer. How exotic. It was so to me as a New York child that couldn't have been more exotic. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, um, that seems like it was a good thing for you then.
0: Oh, uh, I had... My general feeling and memory of being in that school is I have nothing but weird love and good memories. It is the fact that I had to leave that is at the root of all of my unhappiness. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Everything was like the most structured it could possibly be. And you were exalted <laughs> for being oh, yeah. a wonderful talent. And then it's oh. like, all right, good
0: luck out Absolutely. there. Absolutely, There wasn't a moment of the day where I didn't know exactly what I was doing. And also, like, I felt famous because I was, like, singing with incredible orchestras and watching the timpani player from right behind him in Beethoven's Ninth Symphony and, like, singing a commercial. You know, like, I was like, this is it. And then they were like, and eighth grade's over. Goodbye. And you're like, what?
1: Yeah What a tragedy
0: Really hard Anyways So that was a long time But I mean It's a very complex thing
1: Yeah We we got all the way to bedtime Right? In our day Well
0: what you What I didn't get from you Is that uh, On like Wednesday Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday And Sunday You're singing at the church Oh right That we were So at what time of day are you tra- traipsing over to the cathedral to sing Evensong? So
1: Evensong was Tuesday and Thursday, and it was like four we went over there. Uh-huh. So I guess And are you
0: dressing in your vestments before you walk over to the church or when you get there?
1: When we got there, we would. And I think it was a dress code of like a jacket and tie that was not the uniform for Tuesday and Thursday going to church. So we looked presentable, but we weren't all matching. And then you
0: looked presentable just for the walk. Just from, for the walk,
1: yes. With and the like two blocks. entering the church, in the back.
0: That's psychotic. <laughs> where, where
1: nobody can see us.
0: To, that's so crazy that you would have to get dressed up for that walk.
1: Yeah, and then there was wow. There was like a full room that was a closet for all of the choir robes the cassocks and ruffs, the clown collars that we wore. Yeah,
0: vestments and cassocks. Indeed, we wore them (laughs) for the first half of our programs, which makes absolutely no sense.
1: Oh. Yeah. And we had
0: specific venues where we would wear the ruffled collars underneath. Yeah. Wow, it's so crazy that that happened to us. (laughs)
1: Yeah. What a fashion choice. And what was footwear for singing in church? I think it was black shinable shoes, but it wasn't, like, more specific right. than that.
0: M- meanwhile, no one ever saw your feet.
1: Yeah. Well, I really. guess
0: you would process You would process down the aisle.
1: Yeah. That's true. Processional, I think, recessional. Sun, I think that was only Sundays. Like, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I think we just, like, came out from the back and, like, went into the choir pews. Right. I might be wrong right, about right. that, but I think Sunday was the only, like, grand procession all the way around. The church.
0: Now, for those of you who are listening to this and thinking, like, how can I kind of get my hands on uh, this experience? St. <laughs> <You> Thomas <laughs> c- continues to have evensong services during the week and they have Sunday services. So I would highly recommend if you happen to be in New York City, which many people are and many people visit, get your way uptown or downtown to St. Thomas Cathedral on Fifth Avenue and 55th. Fifth. 50-
1: Fifty. Right? That sounds right. Fifth. It's somewhere around there.
0: (laughs) Go to Evensong. It is a spectacular choir. And I'm not... Look, I've heard a lot of choirs. The American Boy Choir School went to a boy choir festival in Poland when I was a chorister. And I heard all the choirs of the world. Meanwhile, of course, St. Thomas wasn't there because they were singing service. But they are phenomenal. Go and hear them. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, and that space is really amazing too. Oh yeah, I feel like no, it gets overshadowed by the gigantic Catholic church that's down the street.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um, not so much of a tourist, but yeah. Yeah. If you are triggered by structures of misogyny and racism and colonialism, I would definitely not go. Absolutely, (laughs) don't don't make your way to to see a choir a boy choir (laughs) but if you can put all that aside yeah absolutely yeah um okay wow that was beautiful what we just did yeah we've never
1: like really taken a deep dive like that
0: i needed to do that with you because this is the 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 interesting part of mark and my's real introduction because though we did dine together as small children awkward children we um we met when we were being cater waiters in New York City when I was newly being a modern dancer with Shen Wei and needed extra money. And Mark was figuring it out. <laughs> yes. And producing
1: like remixes for
0: $100. Oh my God. And I would see Mark on a couple of catering jobs. And then I thought, I want to know that person. And then one day we were both catering. Do you remember where? At Ellis Island? No, when was the first time we really talked? Oh, right, the zoo. Okay, yeah. I'm glad you remember. That makes that warms my heart. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We we had a and little walk and talk. We were like, we're not going to work. <laughs> we're going to walk over here. Oh, yeah.
0: But uh, <laughs> what year are we thinking about here? What year is this?
1: Um, It had to be, like, 2007.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's two it's 2007 i'm 26 How how old are you oh wow um 25 wow just babes yeah and so we i arrive at to work this job at the central park zoo which is in all likelihood a child's birthday or a bar mitzvah i think it was a birthday
1: Oh, yeah, I have no recollection. That sounds
0: plausible. so it's possible It's evening time the the whole zoo is emptied out. We're setting up for an event. There's literally nothing to do at this event. They have way too many waiters. So Mark and I are tasked as a pair with going to get some ice or some did but we literally just walked around the zoo and shot the shit. Yeah and then at a moment, I don't I think I said, where are you from? I don't know, Cincinnati or Ohio where are you from? Are you from Ohio? You're from where in Ohio. Oh, Cincinnati, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't know who asked who or who said it first, but at some point someone said, and then I went to boy choir school. Yeah. I'm, imagine the shock. <laughs> imagine the shock. And then the other person has to reply, I, too, went to boy choir school. Yeah. Now, that's not a thing that happens, ever.
1: That and Yeah, that Almost. doesn't happen in any Never. conversation.
0: And um, from that moment on... It was like, well, I guess we know each other now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This and shared... I don't know when it came... Do you think <laughs> it
0: was that evening that it came to pass that we had had dinner together as children? I think so. I mean, it's like, not a doesn't take long to get from A to B. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just like, I went to this school. I went to that school. What year? Oh, my God.
1: Right. It was like, my memory of your school is that you came to eat with us. Were you there that year? And you're like, Yep
0: absolutely look it's just dawned on me that this podcast right now is going to be incredibly Long. alienating or boring <laughs> for some people but I don't look I don't care I'm having the time of my life right now. <laughs> yes I, I, I'm so filled with energy I'm alarmingly energized because earlier today I thought I'll never have energy again
1: oh and yeah, look, all so it tired. took was some talk about little boy choir school.
0: Wow. And I ate some Japanese potato chips on my way home and it revived me. Oh, and I had milk tea. Oh, that's fully caffeinated. Now it's all oh, making good. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, um, you can cut out,
0: like, all the hours of the day if you I'm, want. <laughs> Can I just In say none, none of this is getting cut, Mark? None okay. of this. All right, Literally cool. not one sign because it's so valuable to me and to you. And our experience is valid even to the twenty-five listeners we have. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> um so, okay, beautiful I can't I can't get enough of this. I'm so sorry, listeners, but I think is that en- is that enough, Boy Choir? I mean, we could go on for days, truly. There's just so many crazy details to to relay, but we'll Yeah, have to stop they really are. Call. Um so anyways, Mark and I continued to have music educations beyond Boy Choir School, but Mark did indeed pursue it as a career, and so why don't you say a bit of kind of the work you're doing now?
1: Uh, the work I'm doing now is production for music production for various artists and T V shows and commercials and things. It's a little bit all over the map, but it's... And why a, don't
0: you explain to us what that means? What is, a, what is a music producer?
1: Okay, music production. I actually gave a presentation on this to high schoolers recently, <laughs> so hopefully gorgeous. I can explain it properly. Um, it used to be more of a... Role that was like a movie director where you're the person who's like organizing and uh, Setting up all of the things that need to take place to make an album But these days it's like more so actually being in the trenches and doing the things And like playing all the instruments and programming all the synths and stuff So like both, both types of music producers still exist But if you're making like dance music then you're not like booking sessions for like a cellist to come in and a guitar player to come in and like record this part and record that part and like arranging stuff Mm. you're just like Mm -hmm. making the song (laughs) so right that's more so what i do is like sit in front of a computer and create parts and then assign instruments and record instruments and like make everything like mostly myself
0: and does um, a music artist generally come in and say, like, oh, this is my song, this is the melody, these are the words, and now make it into something?
1: Yeah, the most common scenario is, like, who, whoever is coming to me has a song that is written or, like, mostly written, and they're like, I want it to sound kind of like this song and kind of like this genre, and... Make it happen. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. like start building a track and then send it to them and see if it's kind of the vibe they were looking for. And then keep keep going and then have them sing their part whenever it's time and then produce the vocals.
0: And And you've you recently produced a song that essentially I'm going to assume all of our listeners have heard. So why don't you go ahead and tell us what that is? Oh, which one are we talking about? We're talking TV. We're talking TV. Oh,
1: RuPaul's Drag Race theme song was... Incredible. ...recently reproduced by myself.
0: Wow. Yeah, Mark, very exciting. That is huge because as a podcast that is fully aligned with the queer, LGBT, ha- uh, etc. community, everyone's heard that song.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, everyone who's watched All-Stars Season 6 and then moving forward, I think they're using it for all the versions of the show.
0: Wow. Well, that's wonderful. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm very,
0: very excited about that. And, well, you know, I'm just going to, there's this period of time after we met at the zoo Right? Yes. The fateful day. Yeah, the fateful day. Where we were both going through things, you know, difficulty with work, doubting what we wanted to do with our lives, having extremely painful breakups, those kinds of things. Yeah. And then I think we sort of like, uh, we helped each other in a way. You know, we like, we were very encouraging to one another.
1: Yeah, I think we were kind of in the same place right in the trajectory of those issues (laughs) mm
0: -hmm. we were having kind of parallel experiences and i think we provided some comfort to one another and you were doing the artist way which then inspired me to do the artist way which did in fact embarrassingly change my life (laughs) and um and then you left because of The Artist's Way, which is still devastating. Well, you... <laughs> yes. To you, it's directly attributed to The Artist's Way. Which... Yeah, I blame Julia Cameron
1: for you leaving New York. <laughs> Wherever you are, Julia Cameron. Um, yeah, I mean, in my mind, it was like there was nothing like holding me there because work was not going like... I wasn't finding work that was super exciting and... I felt like my music was, like, my music style was not a good match for New York if I wanted to, like, be playing, you know, at venues. Mm. And, uh, which I was trying to do at the time. And my relationship ended and my living situation was, like, not ideal. <laughs> so I was like,
0: I think it's I'm time to go. I am going to say it was crazy. Your living situation was really crazy. It was crazy. Um, um okay, amazing. And, and just for the listeners, Mark and I have stayed in touch and, and visited each other whenever we're on the other coast. And um, that's how we remain in each other's life, even though, you know, uh, uh, so far away thousands of miles. So far. Yes, so far. But um, I should and that
1: I should um, admit that the artist's way probably had a lot to do with me leaving. It was just like a subconscious thing that was like, your life can be totally different if you want.
0: but you know what in the end it was the right thing to do like you you are doing what you intended to do because you went to LA
1: yeah it just like immediately felt like there was all this opportunity when I got here there totally it was the right right thing (laughs) to do
0: (laughs) yes um and that that period of time and your bad living situation is is what brings me to what will today be brief but the 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 surprise topic of the day (gasps) oh i can't wait yeah okay so something that factored into that household and our kind of experience of first meeting one another is board games board games that's the topic of the day oh my god i love board games Uh uh-huh so (laughs) what what is your first kind of memory of a board game do you remember a first board game household board game that you enjoyed playing
1: I was in love with Fireball Island as a kid.
0: That, you're going to have to, I don't know what that is. You're okay. have to tell me about
1: that. So this was like a, what do they call that? It's like a, uh, when they make.
0: A Rube Goldberg.
1: <laughs> kind of. It's like a plastic game board that is three dimensional. That's like cast on a mold. It's like vacuum know, something or other. Oh, uh, oh,
0: hot, hot molded.
1: Something something like that. It's like, okay. yeah, anyway, it's a three-dimensional plastic surface, and it's an island, and it's, like, all in great detail in three dimensions. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there are marbles that represent fireballs, and as you play wow. the game and move your player around, you get, like, fireball cards, I guess, that are played by other people trying to kill you. And they wow. launch these fireballs down shoots, And, like, if it knocks your player over, you have to go back to the, like, cave and uh, heal yourself, I guess. Wow, <laughs> and then, that sounds amazing. Oh, yeah, it's great. And then there's, like, a big monster at the top of the island that gets really mad sometimes and, like, shoots in whatever this direction. This does
0: jar something in my memory of a tele- television commercial about yeah. this game i'm i'm seeing it i'm seeing the monster in the red marbles in the hills i see hills
1: yeah i'm sure they animated it so it looked like extra exciting and had like a jingle in the commercial because you had two back then
0: yeah i do feel like games of this time the 1980s people were really exploring dimension they were exploring they were exploring things other than just boards so we there were things like and, and i think that Mm, these games are maybe not as incredible as they looked in the television commercials, but like <laughs> you, you're hungry, hungry, hungry hippos, for example.
1: Right, <laughs> it's not like Which is, the most intriguing in the end, it, game.
0: It's absolutely a crazy, asinine game where you just kind of try to gobble up as many marsh or like marbles as possible with this like plastic hippo. It's stupid, but it looks amazing in a commercial. Yeah, it's like action packed. Totally, it's it's like that. What's that game, it's not a board game, but the one where you hit gophers on the head? Uh, Whack-A-Mole? Whack-A-Mole, they're moles, not gophers, as it turns out. Moles, yeah. Um, so, uh, do you remember a game, um, I was thinking about this today, uh, I think it's called Topple, Oh, did it have
1: a board that was balanced precariously on, like, a little spindle in the middle? Correct.
0: <laughs> yes. I couldn't have said it better myself. A board on a spindle. It was a board on a spindle. <laughs> wow. What did, you,
1: what did you have to do? Like, pick up things from the board without ruining No, you
0: put things on the board. You put these little uh. kind of, like, round disks that sort of snapped on or sort of rested onto like, the round nests all over this, like, uh, py- pyramid-ish structure that rested on the spindle. And then I guess you continued putting them on until if you put the last one on at topples, you're out.
1: Okay, that makes sense. So it's kind of like to Jenga, but like different precarious Extremely Jenga.
0: Absolutely. Now, these games must have been somehow inherently flawed because they don't seem to exist anymore. Or maybe (laughs) I just don't find myself in the aisle of the toy store much anymore. But like, if topple had indeed worked properly it might have stood the test of time like jenga no
1: (laughs) that's true it might exist for little kids still but possibly
0: in the realm of
1: games for adults we've made like such huge strides there's so many more like what tell me about what's that what are they i mean because like there's there's all of these board game groups and like board game kickstarters and stuff and nobody plays Monopoly anymore or, like, Scrabble. I mean, Ugh. certain certain subsets of people, sure. But, like, people who are into board games are like, oh, there's, like, way more interesting <laughs> games now.
0: Wow. Um, uh, you know what I don't like? What? Board games? Complicated board games. Like, oh, yeah. I don't like it when there's lots of, like, cards with tons of reading that you have to do and... There's like character development, and I'm, oh my god, I'm just like, can we just watch a movie? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't want to play this game. This is crazy. That's a like, lot of work. I honor a Pictionary, I, a Scattergories, a Monopoly, just straightforward. There's one goal, you know. Even Monopoly is a little bit too much of a story for me sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't enjoy Monopoly a ton, but I
1: do. I do still think Scattergories is pretty rad.
0: Oh, it's an incredible. What about Boggle?
1: Yeah, boggle's fun.
0: Boggle, I love a kind of just like simple puzzle mind game. I don't like story games. I think it's crazy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan when there's, like, a bunch of text. It's like a card game, and there's a bunch of text on each card. And, like, every uh, turn, you have to read paragraphs um, of information.
0: I'm sick. You're making me sick. (laughs) Those, I mean, God, and they're always so ugly. I mean, just, like, whoever's designing these games, just, like, oh, how can I make this as, like, Renaissance fair ugly as possible? (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's true. That happens a lot. My favorite Um, games are like the really pretty ones
0: I like a pretty game I like a simple game And I like a uh, But are you competitive? I'm trying to remember
1: Oh, uh That's a good question I, I think I'm not really But like It makes me mad when I'm doing a really bad job So I'm just like judging myself For being really bad
0: Oh, and then you get mad
1: yeah, that's that's like a trigger, but when it's just like I need I don't feel the need to like win or I'll have a fit.
0: It's right, just like right, I don't right.
1: want to be embarrassed by
0: doing like horribly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, if you had to have one if you could only have one board game in your household, what would it be? Oh, dang. That's a tough one.
1: Um There's one that comes to mind that I love that's, like, just complicated enough for me called The Bloody Inn.
0: Okay, I'm, I, I've am dissociated. I can't... Um, this is <laughs> not even close to my list. I've never heard of it. It, it sounds horrible. What is it?
1: I mean, yeah, there's so many board games these days. It's a little overwhelming. Um, it is, like, essentially a card game, but there are people on each card and they represent characters that are coming to your inn (laughs) and you play like with the other players you play as like this family that owns a super corrupt inn and you're each trying to get the most money. So you like Mm -mm. kill people and bribe police officers and stuff so that you can get the the most money. No,
0: No. No. It's lovely. No. It sounds so complex. I mean... If for one second, it sort of sounded like Clue, and I thought, yes. Oh yeah,
1: I mean, a little bit, I guess. But it's not really like deduction like that.
0: And also, like another version of what you just described—that is a good game—is called Guess Who. You know, it has characters, but <laughs> so it's really just—it's really just like that. A... <laughs>
1: we'll see. <laughs> I get where you're coming from, <laughs> and I like—I like a straightforward game. But I like the games that make me think a little bit without having to spend, like, six hours on it. Like, What about a jigsaw puzzle? I like that.
0: I love a jigsaw puzzle. That's fun and relaxing. Totally. Just go. Just fully puzz out. There's just one <laughs> goal. Just, like, get the pieces together. I love putting things together.
1: Yeah. Me too. Do you too. love to put an
0: Ikea thing together? IKEA is a board game,
1: essentially. Oh, yeah, it sure is. It's, like, very mysterious, the instructions they give you.
0: Where do you come down on
1: UNO? Oh, I like UNO.
0: UNO's really good. See, if I was going to
1: have a board game night, it would be fun, and I think this is common, to play a game like UNO that's, like, super easy, where you can just, like, pretty much be asleep and play it. And then play, like, a more complicated game, but not so complicated that it takes hours and hours and... Nobody can ever leave. Let me see. Yeah.
0: Um, wow. Well, the truth of the matter is, Mark, I would happily play any board game with you.
1: Ah, oh, that's nice to hear.
0: I know. I do love you. Even that the crazy bloody inn <laughs> I would literally play that game with you, despite the resistance I feel in my entire body right now <laughs> just thinking about it.
1: Is it the theme, or is it that it sounds complicated?
0: It's called The Bloody Inn. We can just stop, you can just stop there. Like, I mean, board games are not meant to have horror themes, you know? They're not? I don't think, I don't believe in that. <laughs> I believe in a board game <laughs> being incredibly abstract. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Or just like, but you know, uh, I even like A Trivial Pursuit. You know, simple. Keep it simple.
1: Oh, you know, you might enjoy this game called Dixit. Does that sound familiar to you?
0: Never heard of it.
1: Okay, probably came out like five years ago or something.
0: How do you, but is that even spelled? D
1: okay. I X I T.
0: Okay. Dixie Dominus. You and I both know about that. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, it's a game where you, tr- you have to interpret this like abstract art. Uh, okay. I'm trying to remember the rules now. Maybe I shouldn't go into them because I can't remember them. No, this sounds good.
0: This sounds a little bit like that game where you have to make up definitions for things or what is that called? Oh, Balderdash? Balderdash. Is it like that? Yeah, sort
1: of, but it's like that with abstract art. So you're like somebody plays a card and then I think you have to play one from your hand of abstract art cards that, like, Mm. matches the one that's been played. Huh. Uh, So it's very, like, open to interpretation and it's, like, Uh. uh, you know, but the rules are super straightforward. It's just, like, play a card and then get
0: points if somebody likes it. (laughs) I trust that you could explain it to me in real life. It's not computing right now, but it is in fact 9 38 p.m. on the east coast
1: yes that it is
0: and are you um are, are you planning to have dinner after our call
1: oh i had dinner with the
0: fam what because we talk, we're, we're talking four o'clock dinner
1: no i'm in michigan currently
0: <gasps> oh that's right we planned this you are you're at your parents uh michigan home yes
1: in the deep in the woods
0: Oh my God! Wow, we're in the same time zone. Yeah. Wow. So I did. Wow, this feels really good. Dinner before we. And who made dinner? Who made dinner? Dinner
1: was actually made by my mom's friend who is visiting, who booked a surprise flight here like the day before. Wow. And um, he likes cooking, so. He. And what was for dinner? It was a lentil soup with rice and, I potatoes love and other things and it was delicious delicious
0: yeah yum and was there dessert um i think
1: they had dessert but i was like i'm gonna talk to reed now
0: <laughs> oh well you can go grab some leftover dessert now do you think your parents are asleep at
1: 9:38? uh we've been going to sleep at like 11 so probably not
0: okay 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 your dad's practicing violin um, I, th- what I imagine is that your parents are back at the house playing a violin duet for their friend.
1: Oh yeah, that was pretty cool.
0: That would really be unheard of. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. That's even in the realm of possibility. It's so beautiful.
1: Yeah, we had a Sibelius violin concerto last week <laughs> because. Shut up. <laughs> Because uh, my brother and his fiancé were here, and she was practicing Sibelius, so she was like, let
0: me play it for an audience and get real nervous, and that'll help. Did it. someone accompany and play the, a kind of orchestra reduction, or did she just play it play it a cappella?
1: Yeah, <laughs> she, she played it a cappella and just skipped the orchestra interludes.
0: Wow, wow, that yeah. is fun. Was it great? Yeah,
1: it was quite impressive. I and mean, is she
0: playing it with an orchestra coming up? Is that what you said?
1: Yeah, she is. Actually in Michigan, so she's going to travel back to Lansing to, to play that.
0: Wow, so she's some hot shit violinist.
1: Yeah, she's really good.
0: Wow. It's true. Wow, now that is a hot couple. Eric Byers and the hot shit Sibelius Violin Concerto girlfriend. I love it.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, oh. Yeah, that wow. that piece is like nonstop stunts. It's like all these runs and double stops and harmonics and it just like doesn't
0: stop doing that. So was like, your father impressed? Yeah. He was. Was your your fa- she finished. He clapped. He said, "You got marry her!" he screamed out. <laughs> In your fantasy, he's like, "Walk it down." <laughs> <laughs> i love it what a, oh god to live in a household where someone's like would you mind if i practice the sibelius violin concerto after dinner for you as my audience yeah i'm like simultaneously I mean, deeply embarrassed and also like so uh, in, like hot for this right now <laughs> so hot for it yeah it's pretty magical it's amazing wow 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 um do you have anything else you want to tell me today mark
1: Oh, I miss you very much. Oh. And, um, you know, I'll see you uh, relatively soon.
0: Okay, I mean, look, what I've come to realize is that it doesn't really matter how long we go, because it's always the same.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. Um, God, we were young.
1: Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, I kind of wish we could, like, go back real quick
0: really really <laughs> i do
1: i'm right. nostalgic about my new york time which only was like 2 years long
0: i know but you were so deeply unhappy for the most part <laughs>
1: <laughs> i guess i uh, yes i um i, mean, I arrived you, you, you... with really high hopes i was like this is uh-huh. going to be amazing i can't wait to live in new york city as an adult and then it was just yeah. like oh I don't quite like it yet. Oh, it's not, it's not totally amazing. Okay. It's going to get there. And then it just like kept getting worse.
0: But we had some fun. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We definitely had some good times.
1: Yeah. I'm not, and good I don't friends. regret that I lived there.
0: No. And, and I think you were in good spirits. Cause I think it's just how how you're wired.
1: Yeah. That's true
0: yeah well Mark I I I don't know I don't even know how to stop this I would just go on talking to you forever but what we're gonna do is we're gonna say goodbye and we're gonna we're gonna stop recording and then we're gonna chat for a couple more minutes okay um that sounds sounds, good thank you thank you for coming on this journey with us listeners for over an hour and a half of I don't even know what this is gonna feel like to listen to yeah this has um, to be like the longest episode of all right no no oh (laughs) (laughs)
1: because <laughs> they're like 45 minutes usually
0: uh, sometimes yeah but there's been episodes that have had to be divided into two oh, okay. or there's uh, yeah i think even last week jack and i talked about the movie cruella and we really went on for a while jack came back for a guest spot last week yes i'm sorry he couldn't be here to have this talk with us but it would have it wouldn't have worked at all. He would have been so incredibly bored and upset. <laughs> yeah, he, would have, ruined it. I mean, he, he would have I mean, he definitely would have ruined it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he he would have presented both of us. And so it only could have worked in this way and I've always I've had a dream of being able to talk about Boy Choir school on the podcast at some point. Um, Amazing. And it happened. I know.
1: Yeah, I appreciate wow. uh, whoever has listened all the way to the end, because...
0: Oh, my God, won't that be fun? It'll be, you can actually see in the, like, um, anchor stats or whatever, it shows you at what point in the podcast people drop off. <laughs> they're like, that's enough
1: choir school talk for me. I'm good.
0: They're like, at minute 18, you now have zero listeners. <laughs> um, Wow, wow, wow. Boy. Okay, Mark... I love you. Say good night to the podcast people. Good night everyone. I love Bye. you too. Oh, we love you. We love you. <laughs>